to the Hot Mess Mill Mom podcast, where we talk about the messy side of all things military life, parenting, special needs, anxiety, and everything in between. I'm here to make you feel normal because Lord knows I'm nowhere near it. So whether it's your coffee, tea, or wine time of the day, sit back and join in the conversation. But beware, I'm definitely a potty mouth. Hey guys, welcome to another week. I am a hot mess this week. <clears throat> I don't know how y'all's week has been. Um, I have uh, pretty bad anxiety and panic attacks and stuff. And, you know, if you have them, you know that it's not a lot of fun. But uh, we're here and we're talking and we're smiling. So you fake it till you make it ish, you know, for right now. Uh, but it's, it's, it's been another week. We got through, we got through a week. Uh, my daughter, my oldest, she's 14 and she has a formal coming up this weekend. Uh, it's a JROTC ball that she was invited to as a plus one and we went dress shopping. <clears throat> Ended up getting a as a prom dress, and woohoo! Found it at Goodwill. Cheap mom bitch here, hell yeah! But it was it was <sighs> an event as a mom because it drove me crazy. You know, we went to so many different stores. And could not find the right dress, wrong color, wrong size. Everything looks like it's going to be painted on her body and too sexualizing. It, it just, it was so wrong. Everything that they sell today is just wrong, in my opinion, as a mom. It, you know, and I think, well, whenever I was this age, I was trying to buy this shit. You know, I was trying to wear this or I did end up wearing this and just either my parents didn't know about it or... You know, they just didn't care in the moment, whatever it was. And uh, so that's, you know, it, it, I just kept thinking, you know, I felt kind of like a hypocrite. But at the same time, I knew then what I was dressing like and how I was dressing and what I was dressing for. And I don't want her to be doing that. So <laughs> it was like, let's let's find anything that's not going to show any part of your body. Or we can just put a burlap sack on you. I don't know. We'll, we'll fucking figure it out. But, but we found a dress. And we're happy with it. She's happy with it. So, but I, I saw her standing there. And I saw her trying it on and wearing it. And even though she's 14. And she's, you know, next year's high school. And, oh, She's pretty and it's going to, it's going to be a, she's, she's very sociable. It's going to be an event. I just, I feel it coming. I just, I feel you're happy that they're healthy and that they're growing and you see this person that they are becoming 
But at the same time, you're like, oh my God, my heart, my head, my body cannot handle this. I cannot handle them becoming an adult. I don't see myself yet being the parent of a soon-to-be 15-year-old. I can't see myself being the parent of a kid driving at 16. I can't see myself being the parent of someone turning 18 and graduating and then voting. I can't, I, I don't see that yet. I don't feel like I'm that age to be the parent of someone that age. If that makes sense. If, if you're, if you're a parent out there and you get what I'm saying, please let me know I'm not crazy. And if, if not, if I'm the only one out there, I'm glad I'm making you feel normal because that's, that's what I'm here for. I, I am in no way normal. I'm a fucking hot mess all the time. And that's what I'm here to do is to make everybody else feel a little bit better. I hope either by not being alone or being better than me. So there you go. But it, I cried. I was in the dressing room and I held it in all day. And then I saw her in this one dress and it's the dress that we got. So I know I'm going to cry again. And I'm, I'm just, I'm staring at it. It's behind me in my closet right now. And I know it's just going to be so bad. It's going to be a rough one. Because oh, I'm, I'm tired and I know that every day I'm going to be even more tired. And it's not just because my kids are wearing me out. It's also because of emotion. It's because every day with my kids is a brand new day. And she was my first child, you know, so before her, I never had a 10 year old or an 11 year old or a 12 year old. She's the one who is giving me all of my firsts. <clears throat> as she is having her firsts, I'm experiencing them with her as the parent. And it's an adventure. It is a roller coaster up and down of happy and devastated, sad, worried, excited, pissed off, freaking out, want to kill somebody one second, want to hug them the next. Who the hell knows? And they, they, they tell you, you know, that parenting is the hardest job in the world, but they don't tell you it's the most emotional, it's the most confusing, it's the most agonizing, but it's the happiest. And it's, you know, so many other adjectives that you could put into it. But the one thing I worry about the most is adulthood for her. It's not so much high school that I worry about as I do. <clears throat> what is she going to do as an adult? How is she going to function? So each day, you know, when I'm cooking, I try to involve her in it. I try to teach her, you know, the steps of how to make simple things or with their allowance. All three of my kids get an allowance. So I try and teach them some money management. I try and teach them to save their money. Don't just spend all your allowance at once. 
I try to teach them to keep their room clean so they get into the habit of wanting to maintain their space, wanting to take care of their possessions. All of these things I try to teach because no one else is teaching it. When I was in school, like most of you probably, it started in the seventh grade. I was taking home economics. In my middle school, they taught home ec, they taught shop, and then they taught auto and things like that. You know, they, they taught the basics. We learned, that's where I learned how to sew. That's where I learned how to do the basic measurements in cooking. I learned the basics in budgeting, uh, shopping. I learned how to coupon. You know, I, I learned how to write a check. I learned how to, um, trying to go over them in my head. I, in high school, they had the classes where the girls had the fake babies. They had to learn, you know, how the difficulties of parenting and how babies are a constant need. They always have needs and you have to meet those needs. The baby is the priority. And a lot of it, I'm pretty sure, was just a form of birth control. I didn't take that class because at the time I didn't want kids and fuck, here I am. I got three of them. So, you know, we all saw how that went. But these classes aren't really being taught. Now, I, I see it's very, very rare that I see someone with one of the fake babies. But when I've looked online and I've looked at my daughter's curriculum and then what she's going to be learning in high school, there's none of this. And as a military spouse, you see all the time in these spouse groups some of the questions that are asked. And I've thought about that a lot in the past week because when you're 18, you can join the military. And when you join the military, you know that if you get married, you get a house. You don't really have to put a down payment on that house. You can live on post. You can move right in. Military is going to pay you for it. You know, and you pay for that house from what the military pays you. I'm not going to sit here and explain the whole thing, but you know, you get extra money for having a wife. You get extra money with your taxes for having babies. You get, you know, separation pay. You get all kinds of different things just for being married and having a family. And so in a soldier's mindset, okay, that's awesome. I got to go get a wife or I got to go get a husband. I got to start having kids. Because now... It's encouraged, hey, if you want these things, go do these things. Go jump into adulthood after not having learned adulting skills. Maybe you have. Maybe you're one of the few who were taught by your parents how to do these things, and you actually listen to your parents. But odds are you were one of the many who did not. So you see them asking questions such as, does anybody know how to, hmm, let's see, throw them down. My favorite one was, does anyone know why my smoke alarm is beeping? 
That's the best one that I saw. Uh, does anyone know what a money order is? Does anyone know why my bank account has a pending balance and an actual balance? These are things that... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I told myself I wasn't going to laugh while I was doing this because it's, it's, it's sad. It's not a funny thing. It's a sad thing. But these are, these are things that you would hope would have been taught or learned. Not so much about the smoke alarm thing. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I learned it because my parents told me. I learned it because I would hear the smoke alarm going off in my house whenever I was a kid. I saw my dad go change the battery. I'm like, oh, okay. That's why it's beeping. So not so much that, but it just reading it, it seemed like an extremely basic thing to me that someone should know. <clears throat> but on top of that, children today are growing up in a world with Google. You can Google absolutely anything you want to. And it will give you an answer. When I was a kid, you had to search for an answer. You had to ask your friends. You had to ask your neighbors. You had to ask your parents. You had to ask your teachers. You had to go through one of those like 50 fucking books that were huge called an encyclopedia. You had to read your textbooks. You had to watch TV like the freaking early morning TV or the Sunday afternoon TV. I don't know. You had to watch the news. You had to you had to do something. You had to put forth serious effort to find an answer rather than just pick up a device and type beep 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 beep. Why is my smoke alarm beeping? People today have so many options to find answers that I feel as though society has used Google and YouTube as a crutch to no longer have to teach children these basic skills because they should already know because it's so accessible. And that should not be a factor. It's almost as though they, when a child graduates high school, they should be handed a YouTube list for adulthood or top things to Google when you graduate high school because you're gonna need these things. My kids, using especially my teenager, um, having a, a tablet instead of textbooks, a lot of her classes are directed to YouTube videos and websites who also have videos to teach lessons. This is not to say that the teachers are not doing any work. So don't be coming at me now. All right. Just stay put. Okay. But you know, I'm not wrong. My kids, even as far as my first grader and my third grader, YouTube videos constantly. They watch them in the classroom. They watched them at home when we were having to do the virtual schooling at home during COVID on and off, you know, when you're having to do it. It's always 
some kind of YouTube video teaching a lesson and the video is about 10 minutes long while the class time was 15 minutes. I'm like, hold up a second. Where the hell is your teacher? Why are you watching this shit? Like put the teacher on the screen, teach the lesson. My teenager will come home. She'll see a math lesson. She'll say, I don't know how to do it. Okay. Why don't you know how to do it? Did you listen to your teacher? Well, I kind of did. Okay, well, what'd your teacher say? She said, okay, well, she showed us this video. Oh, hell no. Uh-uh. You, you should have been listening to your teacher teach a lesson. And she'll say, no, it's this video. I feel like YouTube has become the new school. YouTube is not a curriculum. Now, again, don't come to my front porch with pitchforks, okay? This is my opinion and my feeling. But YouTube is not a curriculum. We're also supposed to teach our kids that not everything you see online is true. Or factual. You shouldn't be doing everything you see on TV. It, it it's 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 a crutch. Home ec and shop classes stopped around the early two thousands. And now they're called a family and consumer science class. If you're one of like the 5% of schools in the U.S. that still have them. Because they are not a STEM class. They're not a marketing or career oriented class. They're not a professional learning course. I understand the need for preparing students for the workforce. But you are not at work 24-7. Eventually, you have to go home. Eventually, you're going to have to cook for yourself. I would hope so. No one can afford HelloFresh, which, speaking of HelloFresh, you still got to put the shit in the pan. You still got to turn on your oven or your stove. You still have to know how to use your appliances, how to do the dishes, you still got to know the difference between dish soap and dishwasher detergent, which I've seen a couple of times with people. You still have to know the temperature setting. You still have to know the measurements on your measuring cup for water. You're never going to escape these basic skills this knowledge that you have to know to survive and function. So as little importance as they put on these, quote, family and consumer sciences under these career-oriented classes, you still have to have them. They're saying that they're understaffed and they're underfunded. The funding needs to be found. There 
in every school, there is somehow some way to find funding. The government should be able to, for each individual state, find the funding. When I was in school, the teachers taught multiple classes. Now, I understand the frustration, but it was the coaches. At the time, it was the same coach who maybe taught football, taught another class. Or I just said taught football, coached football. Oh, my God, I sound like an idiot. Anywho, you know what I'm saying. Other people argue and say that no matter what, the parents should be teaching these. That is correct. Parents should be teaching these. I am trying to teach these. But I cannot guarantee that my children are always going to listen to me. I can't tell you how many times I have taught my child not to put metal in the microwave. I have told her this a million times. And she still continues to do it. Still, you want to know why? Because if I can't get her to always listen to me about other shit, how do you expect me to get her to listen to me all the time about that? Thankfully, we've gone several months without her sticking metal in the microwave or trying to pry a piece of toast with a metal fork out of the toaster. Knock on wood. All right. Not only that. Parents are not in every household. Not every household has parents home all the time. They do not have parents who care all the time. They don't have parents who even know how to do this shit all the time. Coming up, you know, in the next decade, there's going to be parents who were never taught this shit trying to be blamed for not teaching their then teenagers this shit. It's just going to be another round of, well, why don't you go YouTube it? Why don't you go Google it? The only thing I will willingly tell my daughter to go YouTube rather than me try and teach her is how to contour her freaking face or do the damn cat eye thing on her eyebrow, eyelashes, whatever. Uh-uh. No. You want to learn how to do makeup the fancy way? You go fucking YouTube it. I can't do it. It's not happening. There are responsibilities in life. And even though parents are supposed to take on that responsibility, it is not a guarantee that it'll happen. When I was younger, I learned things from HOMAC. I learned things from those classes that I was not going to be taught at home. And I did not get taught at home. I learned a few things, but to this day, there are still skills that I only learned in home economics. And I can remember it just like it was yesterday, sitting at that giant table, learning how to thread a needle. These are things that I did not YouTube. I didn't have to hunt down because they were right there in my school. They were right there in my classroom and I took those skills home and I used them. And a lot of times it saved my day. It saved my life coming home and being able to cook myself a meal, being able to fix my shirt, being able to save myself a little bit of money because I found a coupon and I actually knew what the hell to do with it. For children 
to not have these skills and then become adults or just be named adults when they're 18. They are given so many rights, so many hard hitting rights with little to no experience. They're being told that they're adults and given adult responsibilities while not being ready to be adults. For instance, voting. Voting, in my opinion, is a big one. How can you expect someone who has not been educated on personal debt, on personal budgeting, <clears throat> on personal money management to understand or be able to what would be the word to be able to express an opinion about the national debt. Someone who does not know how to apply for health care or who is still under someone else's health care. Someone who does not know how to call and make their own doctor's appointment. And yeah, that's extremely common. How do, you how do you expect them to understand healthcare laws? You are giving an adult choice to someone who is not yet an adult. But just because of their age, they're automatically given that. They're automatically called that. In 1984, the drinking age was changed from 18 to 21 because of responsibility and an age of reasoning. In 2019, the smoking age was changed from 18 to 21 for the same reasons. What's going to be next? Is it going to be the voting age? Is it going to be the enlistment age? The, the latter two hold way more weight in this country than the prior two. The first two just go by cells. War and politics that's a much more expensive bill to eliminate players from the field. But they both hold a very high price when it comes to the decision making. It holds a much higher price when you're putting it into someone's hands who have no idea what they're deciding on. They just know, oh, this candidate is cooler than this one. Or this candidate, eh, I don't know. My parents are voting for him, so I think I'll just vote for him. Or my friends are voting for this one, so I'll vote for this one. Or my professor said to vote for this one, so I'll vote for this one. That's not to say 
that there are not educated 18-year-olds out there. But the numbers are definitely different. The odds are not in the favor of the educated versus the unprepared. So what kind of adult will my child be? All my children, but right now, mine is four, not even four years. Mine is whew, three and a half years, just about, well over, whatever. Couple months shy, a little over three years away from being able to vote. She is a little over three years away from being able to choose to enlist in the military. In a little over three years, she can move out. Learn that it's hard and then probably try and move back in. Hopefully by then, it will stick that you cannot put metal in the microwave. No matter how many times mommy has told her. But it is terrifying to wonder how much of what you've taught them will stick with them. Versus if they had learned it in school and had a grade holding over their head. I don't know. Maybe that's why it stuck so much in high school was because the fear of getting an F was there. But that was my thought this week was why they don't teach this stuff in school. Why they put so much trust into 18 year olds who know so little. I fear for it. I am not going to cry. I'm just looking at that dress and I am not going to cry. You're crying. I'm not crying. Well, that's just a thought that I wanted to leave you with this week because it's been on my mind and I can't be the only one going crazy about it and worried about the future. So yay. Leave you with your weekly worry. We're not going to make that a thing. But for this week, it will be. So I hope you're doing good. And I hope, you know, because odds are you're a parent and hope your children are doing well. And for those of you who have an 18 year old or your child is about to turn 18, or maybe if you have an older child who just so happens to be living in your basement or in your spare room because. Well, they just can't seem to get it right now. It's going to be okay. They'll eventually leave. They'll eventually be ready. And no matter what, if you love them, you're doing a good job. You're doing better than most. And no matter what, I will always be here to 
make you feel normal. If you'd like to chat about today's episode, comment and subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on. And check me out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, media, and at hotmessmillmom.com for somewhat daily content because you know that parent life. We don't pick the schedule. The kids pick it for us. I hope I got to make you feel a little more normal today. Have a great day and don't forget to coffee, tea, wine, and repeat.